What's up, Fusion? How y'all doing? It's good to see y'all. Yeah. So, um, thank you. I had a stand malfunction right here. So, shout out to Erskine. Y'all give it up for him. He is single. <laughs> All right. It's my um, last fusion ever as the pastor, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to throw down. I was uh, in staff prayer this morning, this Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, this morning. I'm a little bit nervous. Can you tell? Um, and I was walking by Montel Jordan. He had this watch on, and I was like, dude, let me wear that watch for my last time preaching. <laughs> so I'm going out with a bang right now. Y'all see all that? It's nice. Then I asked him if it was real, and he didn't give me an answer, so I'm a little bit nervous right now that if, if there's anybody who's going to have a real watch like this, it's him. Um, I'm all over the place in my head right now. This is uh, a little emotional for me, um, but I'm not going to cry at all tonight, okay? So here we go. Um, let me just look around a little bit and see who's in the room. There's my son. What's up, big boy? Are you, are, you, are you supposed to come up here right now? No? Okay. Uh, Todd and Liz, it's great seeing y'all. Johnson and Summer, Pastor Dennis and Colleen, good to see y'all. Mo and Kendra, I saw y'all a minute ago, our Midtown pastors over there. Say what's up to them. There's a bunch of other people mixed within that I know and have known over the years, and I'm Super uh, grateful that all of you would uh, choose to be here tonight. Um, I know that it, after I finish preaching, they're going to take some time to kind of honor me and Amber. And I'm grateful, and that's cool and all, but um, my goal, I'm not going to cry tonight. My goal is that, uh, is that uh, nope, not doing it. <laughs> my goal is that, that, that Jesus would be honored above everybody else. So, yeah, it's, it's like us going away and Vance and Tay coming in. But all that is secondary to Jesus. And so um, we're going to go out at the end of the tonight just going crazy, worshiping Jesus with one more song when it's all said and done. Uh, but before all that, before all that, I'm stuttering now. Um, I'm going to give you all a word. You all down with that? Okay. So about two weeks ago, I was at Georgia State University at the rec center. Yeah. And... I just love your comments. They're just, they keep, no, I, I really, I love them. Like, I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Keep them coming. And I was at the rec center playing some basketball, a couple pickup games. Anybody in here ever play basketball? Yes, okay. So some of you don't. I'll, I'll share with you some details about basketball and kind of what it's like to play basketball these days. Um, it was five on five. We're playing full court. None of us really know each other. Some of us kind of have seen each other around. And my team had won several games in a row. And, uh, yeah, of course, that's usually what happens anywhere I go with anything I play. Um, and we got to this next game, and we were all kind of tired and worn out. You know, we're shooting our shots, uh, and, and barely any of us are making them. And it gets to the point where uh, we get so far down that it's like two more shots and they win, and we've got about eight or nine more for us to win. And uh, it's, it's kind of, I don't know if you've ever been in this place, if you've played any sport at all, where you kind of have that defining moment in the sport where it's like, 
Either I can just give up or I can just give it everything I got. And I'm the kind of guy, my dad raised me pretty well, you don't give up. Like, not, even, not until the buzzer sounds, the last shot goes in, whatever. You just don't give up. You shoot your shot. If it's not going in, you run after the ball. You get it. You get your layup. Nobody's expecting it anymore, all that kind of stuff. So we're down. They got two baskets to go. And I start talking to my team. I'm like, hey, guys, I, I don't want to lose this one. I don't want to lose this one. And so we, we start hustling a little bit more. And there's this guy who was guarding me, and he had already hit several shots on me because they're just like luck. He's like 10 feet from the three-point line shooting like this. And, you know, like when a guy shoots like this, he doesn't know how to shoot. But they're just all going in. And I'm like, I I don't want to win this. I don't want to win this. And so uh, I I bring down the ball one time, and the same guy who I was guarding, he's guarding me. And I step up to the three-point line, and I throw it it up, and it goes in. Swish. And the dude is, is he's kind of, he's probably from me to you, so he's giving me way too much space. There's an unwritten rule in basketball, especially with pickup games, some of you who've been to gyms, you know this rule. You don't give a white boy space on the three-point line. You know what I'm saying? You don't do it. Like, they could never have played in their entire life, and somehow the ball just goes in every time or almost every time. So we start, we start coming back, and, and one of my teammates hits, and then they're, they're missing all their shots, and they're running out of gas, and we just keep hitting, hitting. Then I come down. My man, he's a little bit backed up off me again. I shoot another three, and it goes in again until finally we end up winning the game, and all of our team's like, yeah, like we just won the finals. Uh, LeBron doesn't know what this feels like anymore. It's been a few years. But we won because we didn't give up. We didn't give up. Now, the game of basketball at that moment, the stakes weren't really that high. Um, If we lost and if we gave up, we could always kind of play another game. But here's what I know about every one of us in the room. We all come against moments where it's going to be very tempting to give up. Where it's like you've been giving it your all, but now it seems like it is way too distant and impossible for you to win. And the stakes are way higher. The stakes are so much higher. And it's in these moments where we've got to have that don't give up mentality and keep going forward with it all. Some of you in this room right now, you're in school. Anybody in school right now? Okay, you, some of you might be in a place right now where you're thinking, I'm ready to give up. Yeah, like these, these little... Uh, the, the midterms, that's what they're called. The midtown, the midterms, not midtown. I've been saying midtown a lot on a microphone. The midterms have been coming up, and it's like I haven't been studying, or I have been studying, and it's just not working out, nothing's happening. Maybe I should just drop out. Maybe I should just give up on this thing. Some of you right now, you are in a place where you don't want to be financially. Is that anybody in the room? Yeah, anybody got a little bit of debt or a lot of bit of debt in this room? Raise your hands real high if you got some debt. All right, yeah, and, and there we go. See, you're not alone. And, 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 and some of us are in such a bad financial place right now where it's like, I think I'll just give up. I, I, let me just open up another credit card, you know? <laughs> you know, let, let me just buy more clothes I can't afford. Let me just get another car with huge payments, maybe one day, but not today. I'm just giving up. I'm done with this. I can't find a job to make money. Let me just go back to school and go into debt for more money and more student loans. I'm just giving up. Some of you right now, your marriages are crumbling, and you're thinking, do I give up or do, do I keep going forward? Some of you, you're single. Any single people in the room right now? Keep them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Look around. Look around. Look around. Quick, quick. Look around. You might find the one tonight. 
Some of you, we know that's why you come to Fusion. Any of y'all been single for a while, for a minute? I remember when I was single, I was fine with being single for about a week. You know, then two weeks come by and it's like, man, come on, Lord, where you at? Some of you might be in a place with your singleness where you're thinking, ah, I might just give up on this whole God and purity thing. Let me go out there and find a little snack right now. You know what I'm saying? Little, little snack, little snack. Jesus said, he's the bread of life. If I, I don't want bread right now. I want a little snack. Some of you, it's a little more serious. And um, uh, you've been praying like crazy. And you're like, God, what's up? I haven't seen you come through in about two or three months now. I haven't heard your voice in a long time. Do I just give up? Do I give up on me and you, God? Do I keep going forward with this? Some of you, you might be on the other end of the spectrum where it's like everything is going really well right now. You're successful. You're seeing results. You're seeing the dreams come to fruition. But inside, you are dead tired. And you're like, I don't know if I can sustain this anymore. Maybe I'll just give up. For my last message here as your pastor, what I wanted to tell you tonight is this. Don't give up. Don't give up. I know that some of you right now are in a moment where it's like, I'm ready to give up right now. I know that some of you may not be in that place right now, but all of us will come to these moments in life where we will be tempted to give up. And I am telling you, do not give up. Galatians 6, 9 says this, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. We will, not might, not maybe, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Blessings will come. Blessings are coming if we don't give up. So don't give up. Now, there's three areas where we're going to uh, consistently be tempted to give up in life. And I want to talk to you about what those areas are and inspire you to not give up on those areas of your life. The first area is this. Don't give up on the dream. And when I say the dream, I'm not talking about these worldly, selfish, ambition dreams where it's just about making more money, just about getting more followers, just about having more status. I'm talking about that dream that God has put deep down in there that it just won't go away no matter how much you want it to go away. No matter how much it scares you and freaks you out, don't give up on that one. I'm not saying having money is bad or having followers or status is bad, but if that's the primary goal, that's a weak goal. Go after the dream that Jesus has put inside of you and do not give up on it. I know the enemy, Jesus told us the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. One of the things he wants to steal, kill, and destroy is that dream that Jesus is putting inside of you, that he will put inside of you, or that he already has put inside of you. 
So let me hear, just real quick, I'm not going to spend a long time on this, maybe one person from each section. Uh, what's one of the dreams that you have? Like just, you don't have to go like a 10-minute sermon on us, but maybe just, just anybody want to share a dream that God has put in your heart right here? You, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll reiterate it. Both of you can go. How about that? Yeah, you go first. Start a nonprofit what? Organization. All right, good stuff. What you got? Special education teacher. All right. Why didn't y'all clap for the nonprofit organization one? We, yeah, we need a guy over here. We, we got two girls already. I need a guy. I need to hear a dream from a dude. No, no dreams. Okay, right here. What you got, Omari? Nonprofit for the homeless. All right, that's a dream. What we got over here? Anybody over here? Pastor Dennis, you got any dreams? You want to share? Yeah, come on, why not? I put you on the spot because this is my last night. I dream of rescuing every human trafficking victim in Atlanta. I dream of that. All of those are big dreams, right? Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So all these dreams in here are big, but they're actually really small compared to what God can and will do. We just have to get to a place when it's very tempting to give up to realize, hey, no matter how distant or big that dream feels, Jesus is able to accomplish infinitely more than I can even ask or think about this dream in my heart or in my head right now. Do not give up on that dream. And when you're tempted to give up on that dream, go back to Ephesians 3.20 and remember that he is able through his mighty power at work within you. So by the way, when you're ready to give up, he is going to give you the power to not give up. It's not going to be just you mustering up your own strength and saying, okay, God, I'm doing this for you so that we can make this dream happen. No, he's going to give you his Holy Spirit to give you the power to do what he's called you to do so that he's saying, I will do this with you so that you will not give up. Have you ever felt that before where it's like, I really want to give up, but God just won't let me give up? He will do that, and it's not him being mean. It's not him being stubborn. It's him believing in you even when you don't believe in yourself. Don't give up on the dream. I'm telling you, I, I've not seen every dream in my heart come true, um, but I have seen a few, and uh, one of those dreams is in this room right now, and she's right there, and he's right there too. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I'm not going to cry. <laughs> uh, do you want me to say something, babe, or should I just move on? If I say something, I'm going to lose it probably. Okay. All right. All right. Joshua, dude. Prayed, prayed for you a lot before you were born. And I love you a lot, man. 
I pray for you a lot now, too, because I really love you. And you're a gift from God, man. I'm so glad you're in our life. You're amazing, buddy. Babe, thank you. You know why I'm saying thank you. Thank you for uh, accepting my friend request on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you for meeting me over by the Adderhold building for our first date, or in your words, our first time meeting a friend on campus. Um, Thank you for always believing in me. And thank you for loving me. Thank you for praying for me. Um, thank you for standing back to back with me and fighting with me and for me. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next whatever comes in our life. Um, but I just want to say I'm so thankful. And before I was really ever following God, I used to, used to pray for a really amazing wife, and that whole Ephesians 3.20 thing happened where he gave me infinitely more than I could ask or think when he gave me you. So I love you, but I'm not going to cry. All right. All right. All right. Um, second, don't give up on the dream. Second, don't give up on people. Yeah, some of y'all already did. <laughs> you already did. Like, dang it! Conviction! A couple weeks ago, I talked about how there's two different kinds of people in life. There's people who love Jesus, and there's people who don't. In other words, there are people who belong to the church, and there are people who belong to the world. Don't give up on either of them. You'll be tempted to give up on both of them. You know why? You know why. Because people let you down. People hurt you. Yep, all that. People do things you would have never thought they would have done to you. Um, I've... Um, anybody ever known somebody who, who just really did a whole bunch of stuff that you just wanted to give up on them? I'm, I'm like, I'm done with you for real. Uh, yeah, the hand just got higher over there. Um, we want to give up on people who, uh, who've really done some really messed up stuff. Um, I want to talk to you about one person in this room who's done some really messed up stuff. Um, I'm going to call them out right now, and I can do that because it's my last time preaching. Me. I think so often we point the finger, can't believe you did that. When's the last time we really thought about what we did? See, we're so ready to give up on all those people, but we don't want anybody to give up on us. Right? Like, I wish they would just understand the things I'm dealing with, my habits, my bad patterns, my sins, my whatever, my, my imperfections. And you, we just want so much grace towards ourselves and so much mercy towards ourselves. But as soon as somebody does that one thing to just take us to the next level emotionally, we're like, I'm done. 
Here's what I want to say tonight. Um, I used to get made fun of, but not in a bad way. We would all just kind of joke about it together. There was a period of about a year or two when I was the pastor here where I would talk about hell in every one of my messages. Um, And it's like, wow, David, really? You're going there again? And I was like, yeah, you know, I was born and raised in a Baptist church, so why not talk about hell every now and then? Um, 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. There's going to come a day where every person in this room and every person outside of this room will stand before God. And we will be judged based on, did I give my life to Jesus? Did I follow him? Or did I never give my life to him? Did I belong to him? Did he know me? Or did I not know him? Or or did he not know me? And what I got to say is this. I would hate for someone to walk up to that. I don't know if it's going to happen this way. I don't know if if we'll see it or how it's going to go down. But I would hate it. If there was a person who I got to see walking up to God and they're about to give an account for their life to him, and that's that one person that I gave up on. I know that people do messed up stuff. I know this because I do messed up stuff. But there is bigger things at stake than the messed up stuff and the hurts and the pains and the emotions. There is eternity on the line. Don't give up on people. Don't give up on your parents. Don't give up on your friends or your roommates or your closest brother or sister or cousins. Don't give up on the people in this room. Don't give up on the people at your workplace, in your neighborhood, at your school. Don't give up on them. Don't. Because there are bigger things at stake. And when you are ready to give up on them, go to God and remember how he never, ever gave up on you. Never. Never. Now, I'm not saying that we should step in and just take abusive situations and all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying don't give up. So maybe in certain circumstances, us not giving up means putting distance there and praying for them or whatever. I'm not saying be foolish or unwise with it. I'm just saying do not be done with people because I don't know if you know this, part of the dream that God is or will put inside of you has to do with people. Remember, All of us want to know what's our purpose in life. Jesus told us, go into this world, make disciples. You cannot make disciples when you're giving up on people. Go and lead them to Jesus. Don't stop. Don't stop. I don't care. I I do care, but it doesn't matter how rough life gets. Do not give up on people. I got a little um, comment on one of my Instagram posts the other day, and I'm going to read it to you guys. Um because it has a purpose. It's a little bit long, but I want you to hear it. Um, So listen. And and I wouldn't say this unless, like if they had DM'd me a private message, I wouldn't have read it, but this is public. You can go read it on my page if you want to, but I'll read it here. Here's what she said. Your transparency is uncommon among pastors. And while that shouldn't be the truth, it's not necessarily a jab against those other pastors, because the truth, truth is everyone that's asking for truth can't handle it. There's a principle of outer and inner court, and I get that 
And then she put the 100-100 emoji at the same time. I'm not really sure why, but she did it. The church is losing so many people that can't bring their right now problems to a recycled sermon. And I know all public speakers, regardless of the line, have to recycle. And it's effective because you'll hear it differently sometimes. She's just kind of going on and on. And I'm like, where, where are you going with this? And then she says this. I guess what I'm trying to say is I never saw or needed a preacher to give an all-access pass into their life. But you move like the spirit that's in you, bro. And I mean it. Most of the time you stayed in the lines, and that's good because God is a God of order. But sometimes, just as in the Bible, just as in this moment, you've broken tradition. I believe God will honor you for that. I believe you'll start to feel an anointing that's confirming your path for you and the family if you haven't already. Honestly, this is where it messed with me a little bit. Honestly, um, I've been away from God and the Bible. I've been on a three-year spiral that's rock bottom with me believing in God. But telling him that if he's hell-bent to make life unbearable for me, I'll just do life apart from him. I still believe in God, but I know this life will lead to hell. I've accepted it. I haven't been in church since my B-Day a month ago. And before that, not all summer. For the first time in my life, I've seen the way church looks for an outsider. Can I tell you, even as a willful outsider... I heard your heart in this. I'm not sure if every churchgoer needs more of you, but I know plenty of outsiders that do. And, 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 and here's what I want to say. She wrote those words to me, but if every person in your life could write on your wall or in your comment section, they would be saying the same thing to you. There's a lot of people who need preachers, but there's a lot of people out there who will never hear or see or find a preacher until they find you. And your life will be preaching much louder than this microphone will. There are people like this one right here who says, I have a belief in God, but I am choosing willfully to not follow him. And I know that it's not leading me to a good place, but I am making this choice, and I just want to say thank you for being you and following Jesus because somewhere in that, it inspires me, and maybe one day I'll come back to a person like you and ask what it looks like to follow him again. There are people like this girl right here in all of your lives. I don't, I'm not saying that, that, she's, that they're all going through the same thing she's going through, but there are people who are hurting and breaking down and literally right now crying because they feel so far away from God. And you just might be that one person who chose to not give up on them. And I am calling you and urging you to not give up. Do not give up on people inside the church and do not give up on people out there in the world. It's not worth it. It's not worth giving up. I know it hurts. I know it's painful. But don't give up. Last, don't give up on Jesus. Never, ever, ever, never. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm telling you. Any of y'all ever given up on Jesus before? Can we just be honest? And there's a few of us, a lot of us. Okay. Remember how that felt right after you did? You're like, man, the worst decision of my life. <laughs> but when we haven't quite taken that step of giving up on Jesus, it's like it looks really tempting. 
Maybe I will. Maybe that sinful pleasure type stuff that I used to give myself over to will satisfy me again. But if you've done it, if you've given up on Jesus, you know there's no amount of that stuff that will really satisfy. Here's, here's what I'll say. If that stuff really satisfied, all these celebrities would quit committing suicide. But how many more do we need to see who have status, money, wealth, fame, accolades, Grammys, whatever, Emmys? That we, we, it's jaw-dropping that you can have everything in this world and still have nothing at all when you don't have Jesus. I don't understand why everything in this life happens the way it happens. I don't know why the tragedy hits or when it hits. I don't know every circumstance or situation. I know we have a devil, and I know he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. I know we have a God, and I know that his power is stronger than the devil's. I know that we live in a broken world. I don't understand all of God's ways, and I don't understand all of the world's ways. But I know this. Whatever kind of pain comes, whatever kind of tragedy comes, whatever kind of hurt, whatever, whatever the thing is that stands there, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that awaits us. It's nothing. I know it feels like everything sometimes. Man, God, if you don't do something tonight, I don't know if I can make it through one more day. That feeling, whatever that deep, dark, hopeless, despair feeling is, it's nothing compared to what is coming on the other side of this pain. There is nobody who comes close to Jesus. Nobody. There is nobody else who has lived a perfect life and died on the cross for every single one of the sins in this room and outside of this room. There's nobody there's nobody like Jesus who lived a perfect life, was nailed to the cross by the people he created, and then raised himself up from the dead three days later to show that nothing could take him out. There's nobody else who's the savior of the world. There's nobody else who can heal every sickness and disease. There's nobody else who can give life and life to the fullest like he can. So let's just remind ourselves of who he is in those moments that we want to give up on him. Psalm 89 6 through 8, and then 13 through 15 says this. I was losing it this morning reading this. For who in all of heaven can compare with the Lord? What mightiest angel is anything like the Lord? The highest angelic powers stand in awe of God. The, the, the most powerful beings that have ever existed in the universe look at God and they're like, Oh my... God, <laughs> he is far more awesome, not just a little more awesome. He's far more awesome than all who surround his throne. O oh Lord, God of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you, O oh Lord? You are entirely faithful, not mostly faithful, always faithful. There is nothing inside of you that is faithless. That is unfaithful. Every ounce of your being, Jesus, is faithful. 
Powerful is your arm. Strong is your hand. Your right hand is lifted high in glorious strength. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Unfailing love. This love does not end, fail, none of that. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. There's nobody like him. The best of the best stand in awe of him. The most powerful have nothing on his fist. He owns it all. He's powerful over it all. There is no one who comes close. There is nobody else who has saved us from our sins. There is nobody else who is giving us breath right now. Even man's best technology with machines and ventilators, it still can't do what God can do to give us real breath, to get our brains working and our minds functioning and our bodies digesting food. The stuff that we don't even think about. Some of you are whatever this is called. You don't even realize what you're doing. Like God gave you the power to do that. That's right. That's right. Don't give up on them. I know that in moments in life, there will be that temptation to just walk away from it all, to walk away from the dream, walk away from the people, walk away from the Savior of the world. But I can tell you, based on truth, based on experience that I've heard from countless others and even my own, that if we give up on Jesus, that will be the biggest mistake of our lives. One of the things here about fusion is, yes, we want you to be on fire for Jesus right now in your 18 to 30-ish age years, but we don't want that fire to die off as soon as 31 hits or as soon as you get married because I've seen some of y'all who get married and the fire just starts dying off or some of y'all who become successful and you got the job that you always prayed for and now that you got successful, you kind of creep away from Jesus. Do not lose that fire for Jesus. Do not give up. If you have lost that first love, return to your first love because there is nobody like that first love. Who is Jesus? So that's all I got for y'all. That's all I got. Some of y'all are thinking, well, how do I not give up? And leave that for Vance another day. Talk about it in your small groups, whatever. Read your own Bible. Just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. That's all I got. I love y'all. Thank you.